Bueno tardes, amigos. Come with us and we'll take you just around the world in 30 minutes. Uh, we've got a few minutes now. It's not the full 30 minutes. So we'll try and take you quickly around the world. We're already practicing our Spanish because we're talking about Spain tourism in today's edition of Travel Tuesday. Barcelona, Madrid and so many other places. Margaritas, some of the tastes there, Spanish guitars, some of the sounds there. Are you sold yet? Yes? I know I definitely am. If not, then I'll make things even harder for you to say no because we've got a guest in studio who's just going to quickly take us through some of the highlights of what you can experience if you do choose to travel to Spain. She's a marketing manager at Trafalgar. Welcome to the show, Bronwyn Stradon. Bronwyn, a very good afternoon to you. Welcome. Thanks, Ayanda. It's great to be here, and I'm so glad I get to speak about the beautiful country of Spain. Oh, yes. Take us through some of those beautiful aspects. Why travel to Spain? Yeah, well, where can I start? It's the food, the wine, the flamenco, um, the architecture, and you know, that moment of being in the spirituality when you experience the pilgrimage in Mm. Santiago. There's just so much to Spain. Um, And another great point is definitely the serious shopping that you can do in Madrid. And the weather, of course, the weather in Spain, um, you know, even when you're traveling through winter, it's one of the most amazing places to visit in Europe because you just never feel those winter chills like you would do um, in other European countries. Ah. So... I didn't know that. Yeah, definitely um, looking at May and October being the best times to actually visit Spain because it's not so hot and, um, you know, it's generally the dry months. But even when you're visiting Spain in winter, you've got the winter chills in the morning and Mm. then the days just warm up with the beautiful sunshine um, that, you know, you can experience and enjoy. Are you finding that a lot more South Africans are traveling to Spain or do we still need some, you know, encouragement there, nudge, nudge, wink, wink? (laughs) Well, um, funny enough, um, Spain has definitely become one of those very popular destinations in the last two years. Um, So looking at even, you know, bringing in Portugal, but Spain is definitely, definitely, definitely one of those key destinations and people love it as when they go once, they just want to go back every single year, you know, so... Yeah, there's just so much to offer. I love, I love, love, love. Okay, let's talk a little bit about uh, just logistics, so the practicality of it all. Let's talk about the currency that you use in there. I don't know if you have the exchange rate there because, yeah, you know, traveling yes. traveling can be quite costly. <laughs> um, well, Spain is... Um, a European country, so you can use the, um, the euro. Yes, uh-huh. the euro. So the euro is definitely, um, you know, the currency that you would travel in. Um, I do find Spain to be a lot more cost effective, really? even when you know traveling with the euro. So when you're traveling to other, um, you know, European destinations, it could be a lot more pricier, um, but you can get a lot more value for your money when traveling to Spain. So. Mm. And then, so so, what do I need to be aware of when I am traveling to Spain as a South African? Um, any, I don't know, subtle do's and don'ts that you, you may uh, want to share with us? Maybe some cultural specifics that we may not know? Yeah, well, when I travel, the first thing I always like to do is learn a few keywords, like the hellos, the thank yous, goodbyes, you know, it always just helps. And when you're using, you know, the, the local language in a country, um, you know, like the citizens always feel... That, At least you're you trying. Know, yes, yeah, yes. And yeah. they really do appreciate, you know, you using it and, you know, trying and that. Um, with regards to Spain, what I would definitely pack in is always, um, you know, your essentials. So 
um, traveling in the summer months, definitely the sunscreen and a nice hat. Um, and then a cooler little, um, you know, jumper for the evening. Um, what else about Spain? Um, because it's a European country, you know, you do need to, um, make sure that you've got either an extra credit card or some traveler's checks, um, which will definitely help. Yeah. Um, yeah. So those are the top, you know, hints or mm. tips that I could like definitely give you, yeah. you know. Is it a very conservative or is it very liberal? So you, I can go there and just wear what I want to do, <laughs> say what I want to do, have so, a big job. Yeah, so mm-hmm. a lot of parts of um, Spain is, you know, you could go and, especially Madrid, Barcelona, the more the bigger capitals, if I can put it that way, you can really just, you know, let your hair down, be yourself, do what you want to do. Looking at the northern parts of Spain, especially going into um, Santiago where the pilgrimage finishes and that, mm. it's a lot more conservative you know, so there you need to be a lot more um, conservative in what you wear, how you speak, you know, all of that sort of um, your mannerism, really. Mm-hmm. But um, looking at Madrid and Barcelona, yep, it's it's definitely out there. It's those vibey cities and countries, you know, where you get so many different mixtures of cultures and that. Yeah, so yeah. you can just go way out and just have so much fun. I love it. Safety, is it very uh, safe in terms of, you know, making sure that you, you're aware of the areas that you're driving? Can you walk at, li- at night and things like that? Yes, definitely. Yeah. So, um, you know, like I find Europe generally to be, you know, quite safe and that. Obviously, it would depend where, you know, you're at. Um, certain, you have your better areas, if I can put it yeah. that way. But um, it's nothing to be scared of or stay at home in your hotel rooms, you know. You just need to be um, aware and, you know, like of your surroundings and that. But, yeah, like all perfectly fine and secure. Awesome. We have a quick voice note uh, from um, someone who I don't know if they've traveled to Spain. I haven't listened to the voice note, but definitely wanting to weigh in on the conversation. Let's take Great. a listen. Hi. Um On the topic of Spain and travel to Gibraltar um, with the advent of Brexit, um, how would that sort of pan out now, given the current political climate, um, if one had to travel to that particular area and then also in and out to the rest of Spain? Any sort of negative um, elements that one should know about, what precautions should one take? Um, will one be disadvantaged in any way? Lovely okay. question. Bron, do you right. have a response for that? Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, you would still definitely need a um, visa for Gibraltar because it is part of um, Britain. So going forward, you would still require that visa, definitely. And then um, with regards to, you know, the rest of um, Spain and that, um, yeah, I, I, I honestly, I mean, traveled quite extensively yeah. um spain has been very welcoming very secure you know like i, I don't f- like even foresee any negative um mm. connotations within the future it really is a great country to experience and yeah. i wouldn't hesitate to jump at an opportunity speaking of of visas would it be covered by the schengen do you do you know it is yes so, so you have right. a schengen visa you're good to go yes Awesome, yes. awesome. Yes. Okay, now let's talk very quickly about those exquisite beaches. Okay. <laughs> Love the beach, friends. What are some of the highlights that one can experience when you go on the beaches? Is it the parties? Is it just how tranquil it is? Uh, let's talk more about that. Yeah. So um, when I was in Spain, I didn't do much of the beaches myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I did take a run the one morning, but it was around 11 degrees. So I definitely wouldn't have jumped in the sea for an opportunity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But... Um, 
you know, everyone that I've spoken to that has experienced Spain for the beaches um, has really gone there because of those long stretches of white sandy mm. beaches, you know. Mm. Um, I think a lot of the beaches are, you know, it's not so much of the party that people are going there for, um, but definitely the coastlines are just, you know, so long and amazing and you're not, it's not those crowded beaches and that's what a lot of people have expressed, you know. So, of course, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, you also yes. will want to pay very close attention uh, to what you have to say next. Maybe speak to us about the architecture and how it relates. Yeah, so the Palacio home to the House Martel and the Water Gardens Palace is located in the exotic and streamy drone. Um, so the real-life Alcazar um, de uh, Sevilla, which is in Seville, actually serves as the perfect stand-in for that fictional palace. So there has been a few, um, you know, screens, shots taken from the palace um, and used in the Game of Thrones. So it's really interesting. Ah, <laughs> ah, that's incredible. So very quickly, because we have run out of time, no um, let's talk about the cultural component. I know the festivals are quite yes, exquisite. The people yes. there as well. <laughs> so if we're not going for the beaches, we're not going for those beautiful um, uh, museums as well and maybe not for the architecture. Let's talk about the festivals very quickly. Okay, perfect. So the festivals, um, it is one of the countries with the most festivals ever. So it doesn't matter what time of the year that you're going to be exploring Spain, you're probably definitely going to get there in some time for a festival to be ha um, taking place. So um, some of the popular festivals is the La Tomatina, which is a tomato festival where everyone throws tomatoes at each other. Um, there's also the La Falas, which is a wine festival, which is um, a lot of fun for the uh, um, fun for those wine um, the fundies. And then um, there's a a whole lot of other festivals such, um, which are really weird, such as the baby jumping festivals, meringue fighting festivals, or even mock funerals. We, they actually have living people carried in um, coffins. So there's a lot of different festivals to, you know, just take part in and uh -huh. really be a part of, which is absolutely amazing. Okay, so I'm Expecting. going to have to keep you until after the news just to wrap up this conversation because we Perfect. haven't spoken about the gin. <laughs> we have not spoken about the gin. Of so course. ladies and gentlemen, when we come back, we'll just quickly wrap up this conversation. It's a minute after two. Life Happens with Ayanda Ali Payne. Life happens with Ayanda Ali Payne. Weekdays, 1 to 3 p.m. You're with Ayanda Ali Payne. Travel Tuesday, this is the Spain edition and we're wrapping up our conversation with marketing manager Trafalgar Bronwyn Stratum who took us through some of the highlights of traveling to Spain but we just simply couldn't wrap it without uh, speaking about is it the Menorca Gin? Is, am I pronouncing it correctly? Yes, you are. <laughs> Aha, tell us more. Yes, yeah, so um, the Menorca uh, Gin first started, well, in Menorca, they first started making gin 
um, in the 18th century mm. um, when British soldiers want, soldiers want to do, um, enjoy a familiar taste to their favorite triple. Um, and in 1997, this gin actually received the official denomination of the gin of Monaco. So it cannot be made anywhere else in the world, which is quite fantastic. And I actually had the opportunity to taste some of the gin. Um, and it is definitely one of my favorites at the moment. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, I actually just wonder if the gin has actually contributed to the Spaniards' life expectancy. Of 83.4 years. <laughs> I was just about to ask if it has anything to do with the life expectancy. Because what? I, I know according to the World Health Organization, Spain has an overall life expectancy of 83.4 years. Only citizens of Hong Kong, Italy and Japan live longer. Yes. So maybe the so there's from the gin. Well, I definitely think so. They say it contributes <laughs> to their healthy diet. And I'm sure gin is part of a diet. <laughs> yeah, in some in some circles, I believe. For sure. I know a lot of people will actually say it is but um, let's speak a little bit about something about something that could maybe chop that life expectancy by half if not if not more uh, is it Toledo Toledo the long Toledo. history of yeah the production of bladed weapons uh, yes. Is it an art there? Is it something that happens? Is it quite common there? So Toledo is a really small um, medieval city, uh-huh. a very short drive from Madrid. And um, that goes back centuries from where they've made these well-known blades. Yes. And the craftsmanship of making these blades have been phenomenal. Do they still make the blades? Yes, they yes. do. And you can actually... Buy a few, take them home as souvenirs. Um, you can actually visit one of the craft shops where they actually show you how to make these blades and that, which is absolutely amazing, you know. And then, of course, um, good luck trying to get them through customs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to take the really small ones. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. I'd say. Uh, if not that, take the lovely dresses. I mean, I think that's what I would do. You know, just, yes. yeah, if not, if not a blade, then maybe uh, just some of the beautiful dresses. You did speak to us about how uh, there's shopping that can be done there as well, but I think also some of the garments that you, you have to wear. They're absolutely gorgeous. Are they called the flamenco dresses? Yes. And the castanets. And the castanets, yes. Uh-huh. So, you know, if you want to really bring home a lovely souvenir, um, I definitely recommend a flamenco dress, um, a castanet, or even a Spanish fan. I mean, you know, everyone loves to take a Spanish fan home. And when you're in the hot heat of the um, Spanish summers, there's no better way than cooling yourself down with one of those beautiful fans. Yeah, so. and of course, when you come home, you can just sort of whip it up to just to just to say to people, oh, you know, I just got, just got this in Spain, darling. You know, That's it. <laughs> yeah, you know, just make it out like it's just something that happens every day. Look, you have, you have me sold. I'm sold. I can't wait to go. I will give you a personal blow-by-blow description of just how much fun I had in Spain because I do expect that I'll have a whale of a time. Uh, you definitely will, Yanda. Bron, thank you very much for that, uh, Bron. Bronwyn Stratum, the marketing manager at Trafalgar. It is, of course, Travel Tuesday, uh, our feature where we take you around the world in just 30 minutes. And today we're focusing on Spain. So what we also did was we took to the streets. We heard from our little ones uh, about what they have to say about Spain. Did they uh, know anything about Spain? Maybe they know just the the footballers or some of the festivals.